Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We're at the Greater Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Show. And today we are talking with Joe Yeager. Joe is the president of the Lake Ontario Trout and Salmon Association. Joe, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about the uh, Lake Ontario Trout and Salmon Association. Well, that's is an organization that's probably been in existence for about 40 years. Um, it really took off when uh, the salmon came to Lake Ontario. Um, and it was, it's always been about an edu education. It's been, it p was put together to educate the fishermen, uh, promote the fishery, uh, work with uh, the government to get more launch access and those kinds of things. And 40 years later, we're basically still doing the same things. Cool. Um, education's totally changed over the years, obviously, with the techniques and tools and knowledge that we all now have. But uh, it's just as much sought after now as it was 40 years ago. I think when a lot of people think about Great Lakes fishing and they think about fishing Lake Ontario, a lot of them think about taking a charter trip. There's certainly a lot of that, but a lot of the guys that you're dealing with are kind of the recreational anglers and people who are just kind of average guys. Yeah, yeah, we've got about 500 members year over year, and um, most of them are rec anglers, most of them are weekend warriors, um, and everybody now understands how important the, the ability to network with other fishermen is both during the week as you're watching the weather and hearing other guys getting out. And then once you get on the lake, being able to talk to some other guys and know if they're on fish and what they're catching them on and what speed they're going and all those kinds of things is, is absolutely crucial to, to catching fish consistently. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. What kind of relationships are made? What's it like being a member of LOTSA? Well, we do, a, uh, we do about six meetings a year and all of our meetings are education oriented. So we'll have a speaker come in every 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 meeting, talk hour, hour and a half type of thing with questions and uh, we, get a, we get a good crowd and uh, a lot of relationships are built during those meetings. Uh, we actually do, uh, one of the meetings is on the dock. Uh, we're on the back of some guy's boat or around a guy's boat and uh, talking that way. And then we do a lot of things in lots of promote fishing together. So we have lots of tournament we run um, and we get around 50 boats or so to enter, which is for a, it, it's a, it's a low payout, low cost. Everybody can get in. In fact, on Friday, uh, we do a pre-fish tournament, which is free. Mm -hmm. And we give away about $800 in cash from lots of, uh, for the three backs of three biggest fish. Uh, we pay down like four, sl four slots, uh, but it's meant to encourage people. So they come in, we do the weigh in, we have a hot dog roast with everyone. Um, they go away the next day's tournament day and we actually run our tournaments. We run uh, uh, three fish, best three fish over two days and then a big fish that day also. Cool. Uh, and then we throw a big picnic and tournament or afterwards. So it's everything we do is trying to, to encourage people to network, meet people, make new friends you know, keep, keep fishing. And for the guys that aren't catching fish, it's really valuable to see, I fish the exact same waters with this guy. This guy brought in a, you know, a 66 pound box and mine was a 32 pound box. What, what, what did he do that I didn't? And that's, that's the whole conversation that takes place. What do some of those success stories look like when you have people that are able to get around anglers that are better than them and, and learn from them and, and grow? Well, they continue to come back, and as they get better and better, you'll see them move up, and they'll see them win some of our tournaments or place high in some of our tournaments, and all of a sudden, they're the guys that people are now going to, and they're passing that information on. Um, and people bring their kids, 
kids grow up, now the kids got boats. Uh, so we see a lot of that take place over the course of the years and lots, and that and that's really what the club's about. Yeah, you're the president, Joe. What's most rewarding for you to be in this organization? Um, I think it's to see that it's it's you know we're given we're all given something back. None of us were taught in school how to go out and fish Lake Ontario and catch, catch kings consistently. Um, so we had to learn it from someone, and most of us most of us didn't learn it from our parents if we were our, my age because mm-hmm. that fishery didn't exist. So we had to learn it from guys that knew a little bit more about it and grow up with them. And uh, I think that's the most rewarding, that passing on, getting more people involved with the fishery, seeing the new guys get involved in, as, as guys age out. You know, you can only do that fishery so long um, and running a boat and some pretty tough conditions and stuff. At some point in time, you say, hey, enough's enough. I want to go on other guys' boat, but I can't, I just can't manage my boat anymore. Sure. So we do a lot of that. For people who are thinking about doing it, I, I know New York is a state that has just some amazing places to fish, but if they want to get out on Lake Ontario and start doing this, what do they need? Well, they need a boat. Um, our fishery is uh, within a lot of the summer fishery is within about a mile or two ashore. So you don't need something that's uh, you know a 30-foot uh, tiara. Uh, you can fish it with a 18-foot open bow, you know, walk-through windshield, couple downriggers, couple divers. Quite frankly, we have guys out there that, that, that go between walleye and salmon in Lake Erie and Lake Ontario all the time. And some of them don't even have downriggers. They'll just fish the divers and the coppers, um, and um, they do very well. Sure. So it's, uh, you don't need a huge boat. Now, at times you do, obviously, you have to watch the weather. Uh, but most of the summertime fishing, which is really when it's the most enjoyable and the fishing's really good, um, it's a couple miles from shore. Yeah. With all the fisheries here in the state of New York and a lot of places to go, what makes Lake Ontario special to you? Well, salmon. It's salmon, salmon, salmon. Uh, you know, I, I, I walleye fish. I love to fish for perch in the spring. I love to fish for brown trout. Um, and I still had fish in the river. Uh, but the salmon salmon you know that's that's what makes everything go sure. and um, you take some people out that haven't haven't caught a salmon before and you know that rod goes off and it's just uh, they can't believe it so that's 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 the thing that brings everybody back to Lake Ontario lots of does some pen rearing as well can you tell me about that program we started pen rearing uh, to what well, the main hatchery the only hatchery is in the salmon river which is at the east end of the lake um, down in the West End, which is where we are, we needed to have some, we needed to increase the number of fish that stayed down here, that staged down here and ran up our, our creeks and rivers. So that's how pen rearing came about. Um, and we've been, we've been doing it heavily for probably the last 12, 14 years. Um, and we're, right now it's pretty automated. We've got automated feeders and everything. And, and it's pretty, you know, other than we put, we put them in, we feed them, we let them go. Uh, we actually brought, did, did uh, brown trout this last spring, also in the pens. Um, but it's it's our way of keeping those fish down here for the western end fishermen. Um, you know, the, the, when they did the uh, the census, the the DEC did the census about somewhere between thirty and seventy percent of the fish any year were wild fish. So when you get a 70% wild fish year, none of those fish are staying down in the West End. They're always going back to the Salmon River where they were born. And that leaves us pretty pretty dry down here, mm-hmm. you know, come the end of August. So pen rearing is what really supplements our fishery. 
Sure. And you talked about a little bit earlier about how this is aging up. And there's so many outdoor sports that are doing that right now. And I think people are really coming to the realization that we really need to focus on getting our kids into these sports to keep them alive. And you guys have a children's program as well. Tell us about the kids program. Well, at the show right now, which I think someone else will talk about in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, we used to have a lots of show. That's what the show is that you're at right now came out of. We outgrew that. Um, And with that, we've continued to take our kids' programs with us. So there's probably 10 some odd sessions this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, that are geared toward kids. Both are the the younger kids with their parents, so we can get the parents to take the kids out. And then further on down, the high school and college kids that we want to continue to recruit into the fishery. So we we continue to do that. Um, Lots of used to do uh, individual classes for kids. We've kind of moved. We think this is a better forum for us. We get more kids and there's more interest. but in even in our tournaments, the kids are free. There's some kids' prizes we give away to the you know to the to the youngest angler or the whatever mm-hmm. uh, to continue to promote people bringing their kids. And boy, if you've got teenagers, it's a great place to take your teenagers on that lake. Sure, you know, there's something about lots I haven't asked you about that's important. You want to talk about? No, I think we covered the tournaments. Uh, the um, I mean, we spend a lot of time working with the DEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on one of the you know major DEC committee as far as stocking goes and um, where they're going to put the fish and bait and all the rest of that stuff. But I think that's it. I mean, our membership is $10. It was $10 40 years ago. It's still $10. Um, it's meant to let anyone who wants to be a LOTSA member be a LOTSA member. The other thing that we do that maybe is a little different is there's a number of tournaments that run over the lake, the Lake Ontario Counties Derby. Um, is one of them and actually it's a spring fall and summer and they're the largest derby in the lake we actually uh, jump on the end of that and we give a a, a, there's a lots of prize in every one of those for the largest fish Mm -hmm. and that's really competitive because that's lake wide to the lots of member that has a lots of member verify the fish and weighs it into the tournament and that's that's a highly competitive one but it's a really nice way doesn't doesn't uh, take a lot of our resource but it allows all our membership to fish in those tournaments which encourages and fish the tournaments which is good but from a lots of perspective you're fishing against fellow members also so that's kind of a, a kind of a unique thing we do if people are interested in getting involved with you how do they find you um a lot lots of one.org is our website and we also have a lots of Facebook page. Awesome, Joe. Thanks so much for coming on the show, joining us and talking about lots of, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com. 